Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears Radio Hour, sponsored by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron, and I will be the bear today, and that leaves Nigel with all the bull. Oh, I was bullish this week, actually. I was trading quite a few (laughs) currencies, and the currencies this week were quite bullish. Well, yes, because the dollar's been going down. Yeah, so not U.S. dollar. dollar. I mean, the U.S. dollar wasn't bullish. The rest of them were. I was trading the Japanese yen, the euro, the pound, things like that. Right. Now, usually, typically, um, when the dollar goes down... We also see the stock the market, market or the S and P, yeah, yeah. And so, really, on whole, this week we should have seen we should have seen a better week mm-hmm. with the markets. So why didn't we? Right, and, and I and I think that one of the main problems with with the general market is is that the S and P started off the week sitting in a supply zone mm-hmm. and trying to bump above that supply zone that was set way back. I, I don't know how long. It was, it was like December. December. Yeah, it was, it was a while back. Yeah, it was December that this, uh, this supply zone was set. And there has to be something significant to move it out of that thing, mm-hmm. to really bump it up. But you've got more bad than good in the markets right now because the smart money is all fleeing to gold. <laughs> and where do they get that money? <laughs> well, they take it out of other things like companies. Mm-hmm. And so when they are selling off shares in companies, then that sends their price the price of that company down well and you have to look at how the indexes are weighted you have a lot of weight in Mm -hmm. apple and if apple is buying their own stock shares keeping their prices afloat it's it's like six percent of the s&p 500 right so that's that's a pretty big heavy thing that's sitting there where a lot of other companies in there in the s&p are a quarter percent or half a percent Right. They, even if they dropped 10% in one day, it wouldn't really affect the price of the S&P nearly as much as what Apple does. Right. Yeah. And, and Apple also sitting in that supply zone, it's... Yeah. Hasn't gone higher. Yeah. Hasn't gone higher. And it would take something significant for it to go higher. And, and Apple is also running into some problems. And you can tell that it's running into some problems and expecting to see that reflect in their quarterlies based on what they've been talking about with their employees. Mm-hmm. They haven't said they're laying them off. But they have said you have to reapply. They did a workaround, which is just so funny. (laughs) Oh, man. So for all of these Apple employees who have to reapply, there's going to be some of them that don't get rehired. They haven't been laid off. What a a joke. They just haven't been rehired. (laughs) That's that's just (laughs) unbelievable. But if the company is going to that measure, you know that it's feeling some pressure. Yeah. Right? And And everybody else knows that that too. That's exactly right. And so... What, yes, we're in a supply zone. This is the third time that the market has tested this particular uh, supply zone, and there's too much going wrong to make a case that things should be going up. You know, here we are. Uh, this last Friday, we we started into earnings season, and the earnings are expected to be bad. Bad, yeah. You know, especially in the banking sector. Well, and and like we've said before, we're I'm I'm paying close attention to the forward-looking part of earnings too, where they start talking about, hey, what do you the expect? Guidance. Yeah, the guidance. What do you right. expect next time we talk about earnings? That's <laughs> where you're like, hey, if earnings were bad this time, what's going to happen three months down the road? Right. Oh no. Well, and there are very ominous signs, you know, in in the markets. Uh, did you know that Walmart is closing 17 stores in Chicago? Oy, that's a lot. 
Yes. And so if Walmart is starting to feel the pain, yeah. you know that other retailers are just getting skewered. Oh, yeah. Even Amazon. I saw Amazon's uh, earnings oh, last one. They're and negative they, EPS. Yeah, they're negative super negative. earnings per share. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, that's not good. No. So that free delivery you get to your door for that $10 whatever you bought on Amazon <laughs> is losing them dollars every time you buy something, basically. It is now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they've, they've been having some trouble with that. So, uh, you know, and not only that, but inflation is robbing the market in two ways. Mm-hmm. All right? And we've been talking about this for a couple of years now, how devastating inflation is on markets and why it's so hard to grow a market with inflation. Yeah. Where where you've got inflation at the same, you know, at at higher than normal levels. One of the reasons is, is because, you know, inflation eventually cuts down on consumer spending. People run out of money. Buy as much, yeah. They can't, so they, they can't buy as much. And so they start cutting out spending that they would otherwise have where now they're buying mostly groceries you know a larger percent of their paycheck is going towards groceries and and things that they have to have well and the necessities and when you talk about being priced out of things mm-hmm. look at our housing market in some areas it went up three times the amount well and you're talking about mortgages yeah right yeah because people buy houses based on the mortgage and so when the rates have gone up you know, people might still want to move. They might still want to buy a house, but the mortgage is now two times higher than it was just last year. Yeah. And so there was a solution that supposedly is coming out in May where instead of a 30-year mortgage, they're going to yeah, go to a 40-year. <laughs> well, okay. What? So now, this is something that we, we said was probably going to happen. Remember, um, we talked about like this. Like a year ago. Yeah. 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 Year, maybe a year and change ago. Yeah. Uh, because really, you know, the real estate market always wants to have at least a 7% increase in prices, mm-hmm. where, where there's a constant 7% return um, on investment in the real estate market, meaning that the prices have to go up 7% every year in order to make that happen. Now, the problem with that is, is that if GDP isn't moving at 7% and it's not, then where are people going to get the money? to pay for the price increase Mm -hmm. because wages aren't growing that much. Nothing is growing. You know, the GDP on whole, the average GDP is not growing that much. So where are the average citizens going to get the money? Well, you could either decide that the market isn't going to keep going up forever at 7%. You know, Mm -hmm. we're maxing out. Now we have to grow at GDP somewhere around 2 or 3% a year, mm-hmm. which are, is going to upset all of those people that really thought that real estate was the only way to invest and get wealthy. Or you have a housing pullback. You have a, ho- a deep housing pullback, right? Mm-hmm. We've gone through that before. Or you decide that you're going to simply extend the payment of the house, thereby lowering the mortgage rate. Well, and a lot of people only buy homes for the mortgage that they can afford. They don't right. look at the home price. They look at the amount they pay per month. Right. The difference of a 30-year loan and a 40-year loan on a $300,000 mortgage is 140 bucks a month. A month. Yeah, now what? <laughs> that's <laughs> now that that's, you know, they haven't perfected that, but but a four, just like a 15-year loan gets a better rate than a 30-year loan. Yeah. The 30-year loan gets a better rate than the 40-year loan. Yeah. I imagine that they're going to find a way to start bringing that 40-year loan closer to parity with the 30-year, thus lowering that uh, mortgage quite a bit. Because you're right. Right now, at the current rates, it makes zero sense to go to a 40-year 
at $130 a month if he could do just 30 years of, you know. 140 bucks more. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the interest that you pay in that extra 10 years is $200,000. What? Yeah. That I when I saw that, I was like, you'd have to be insane to think that this was a good idea. Yeah. This is a horrible idea. Right. I I just couldn't believe it. I was I was shocked at the yep. numbers and and it was like it was being proposed in the news article that I was reading as like a really good thing to help home buyers. Right. And I was like if you can't afford a home because of a $150 difference, you probably shouldn't buy that home in the first place. <laughs> you're sorry. right. Yeah, that's yeah. you're 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 running on a thin margin there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now besides home prices that they want to to prop up and keep increasing. That's why they're looking at this 40-year mm-hmm. mortgage. The fact is, is that with inflation, most people, the, the average person in America is already already running at redline in their accounts, meaning that they don't have money to spare. They spend their whole paycheck. Mm-hmm. And now inflation comes ar- around and they either, even if they're spending their whole paycheck, they can't afford to buy as much as they used to. And so now they're spending more on necessities and less on things like clothing, you know, um, extra vacations, you know, things like that, the discretionaries. Yeah. And that's where we're going to see this first. And that's, that's exactly what we've seen, you know, with Walmart deciding, hey, we're going to be shutting down stores and Kohl's already, you know, close to bankruptcy. And, and uh, the car industry, the automotive industry is already seeing the pain. Oh yeah, Ford's negative too in yep. EPS. Ford I is negative in EPS. Um, GMC, an odd GM, bright yeah. or GM. I'm sorry, GM is an odd bright spot, but most of the other car manufacturers are seeing a, a significant pullback. Um, and, and and so that's one of the ways that inflation robs the market. The other way is that inflation forces people to either pull their money from safety net places uh, like. You know, because they want to keep buying things. Mm-hmm. And if they're already running at, at Redline and all of a sudden something comes up, then they've got to get it from somewhere. Yeah. And so if they don't have any in their savings account, their cards are maxed out, which we talked about last week, right? Then what's going to happen is, is they're going to have to pull money from somewhere. And that's going to be a portfolio draw, mm-hmm. which means they're taking it out of the market. And as we see people take money out of the market, whether that is because they are afraid that the market is going down, in which case they are not going to pull it out of the market altogether. They're going to run to gold. And you've already mentioned that that's what's happening right now, mm-hmm. right? But they're going to start pulling it out of the market to actually use to buy stuff, to prop yeah. up their lifestyle or to meet necessities. That also is going to be a hindrance to growth in the markets. Yeah. Well, there's already been a bit of a bank run. There's been billions of dollars that people have pulled out of banks to have in cash because they're afraid of a bank getting shut down. Right. And so that's also now banks have less lending power. Yeah. Which is not a great thing for companies and home mortgages and credit cards and all kinds of stuff. Yes, it's that's the beginning of a bank crisis. Yeah. Now the you you know the I don't know, the Federal Reserve, the Treasury, you know, all of the government leaders have been trying to assure people that the banking system is in a good place and everything's going well. Just because a couple of places have shut down, that's not a reason to leave it all together, guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, people still get nervous. Yeah. (laughs) Because, uh, you know, when when SVB uh, did shut down, when Credit Suisse shut down, when— when um, Silver Bank shut down, anybody that was invested in those banks just lost everything. Now, the depositors didn't so much, mm-hmm. right? 
the the FDIC stepped in and now they're guaranteeing 100%, but that didn't do much for the investors. Yeah. And it makes people nervous because can the Federal Reserve, can the U.S. prop up the entire banking system? What happens if we go into another 2008? Yeah. You know, and so people are still nervous. Um, I'm thinking that we, that, that the banking system is going to survive personally, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know that I'd be anxious to go and, and invest in any of them. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people are looking at it and they're like, Hey, we didn't see the 2008 crash coming. We didn't see Lehman brothers. We didn't see these things behind the curtains. What do we not see now that are behind curtains that potentially could come out or, Maybe not at all. Yeah, especially no since idea. there is so much that could go wrong. And right we had now. no idea Silicon Valley Bank had $15 billion in unrealized losses, losses. that nobody had seen. Right. And so there's there's things that are behind the wall that we just don't know yet mm-hmm. and that will come to light as the market continues to do what it does. Yeah. And so for the investors, what should they do? You know, And I think that that's the salient question because in the absence of knowing what to do, people simply get get fearful. They simply mm-hmm. get scared. Now, scared is never a good position. I've never seen a scared person make a good decision yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and it's typically during these times that people, you know, do things like pull all of their money and sit on it, which is a horrible thing to do in high inflation. Mm-hmm. You've got to make your money keep working for you. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that because that those that aren't trained in financial, um, don't have financial literacy, always do the wrong thing (laughs) because the emotional thing is the wrong thing, but they, all they have is their emotion. They don't have any understanding of how things go, you know? So please, we have a free workshop and we've got a three day workshop. Both of them are good. Now the free workshop is for those that, you know, just want to get a little bit of financial intelligence, see how things actually run. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want that, give us a call at 8448-TRADER. That's 844-887-2337. Or text the word INCOME to 25029. That's INCOME to 25029. Now, we also have been offering a three-day class. And for those of you that call us on the radio, you get a discount on this class. All right. This three-day class is for those who know that they want to start trading and investing, right? They either want to make this a primary or secondary income, or they want to take charge of their own uh, financial future through investing, right? Make sure that they know how they're going to retire Mm -hmm. instead of just letting somebody else do it for them and guessing. Um, That is that three days is for those people who know that they want to get involved. Okay. So if you want that, just give us a call. Uh, at 8448-TRADER and tell them that you want the $99 class. That's a discount of $200, by the way. Or text dollar sign 99 to 25029. That's dollar sign 99 to 25029. We'll see you after the break. 